You and your family will be cursed for always and eternity. Welcome to Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantine Enema, the only podcast where we don't know how to say the name of the show. My name is Connor Sullivan. Thank you very much for joining us. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Fuck, I'm pissed. I... <laughs> so Okay, so uh, we're going to start off by being honest here. Uh, so I just recorded about 20 minutes of this episode, uh, and, like, you know, we're... I don't, I don't know, I probably only had like, you know, five to ten minutes left to go in the actual recording of it. And mid-recording, my computer just shuts down. <laughs> just, just no, out of nowhere, no warning, like nothing. Just, 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 just decided to restart itself, and I lost all the audio. So, uh, I'm going to record this episode for the second time tonight. Uh, but that's good now, because I know why I was rambling in the last point. So, I'm not going to try and do that anymore, even though I'm doing that right now. Um... So again, happy Labor Day, everybody. Uh, okay, so leading off, uh, it is a Monday episode, so we always do rapid-fire reviews here. I'm not going to be doing that this week, uh, mainly just because I haven't really been watching many movies uh, this week. Uh, I've been watching a lot of TV. Uh, um, you know, I rewatched season one of The Boys. Uh, season two dropped on Friday. I saw the first three episodes of that. I'm really, I really like uh, what streaming services have started to do over the last like year or so, uh, where they, well, maybe not the last year or so, but uh, instead of like dropping like the entire season at once, they drop like a couple episodes of it, and then it becomes a weekly show after that. Uh, I know Hulu does that with a lot of their shows, but Amazon's starting to do it uh, with The Boys. Uh, well, I don't know if they're starting to do it, but it's the first time I've noticed it on there. Uh, and, but yeah, no, so I've been rewatching The Boys. I rewatched The Mandalorian uh, this week, been watching a lot of New Girl. Uh, which I, I mentioned that a couple uh, on a couple different episodes now. How the fuck has no one told me about this movie? That movie, like, or that show? That show is so fucking funny. <laughs> I've been laughing my ass off. Brenda's seen it before, so she like, she, like you know, she knows what's coming. Uh, I have no idea, but that show is just so fucking funny to me. Uh, okay, so uh, why don't we just get right into movie because we've already done it uh, tonight. Uh, but it's Sunday night at the, the you know at the time I'm recording this drops Monday so I'm dry, I'm doing work on a holiday for you guys. Uh, okay, so uh, today we're gonna be talking about uh, one of the underrated classics of the early 2000s in my opinion. Uh, we it's we 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 haven't done many PG uh, movies on here, but I always like doing them. Uh, just going back and visiting movies from like my actual like childhood childhood, uh, not. Just I, I I don't know like we have, I think the last one we did that wasn't like a PG thirteen or R rated was uh, probably Finding Nemo uh, a couple episodes back and before that I don't even know what it was I mean it's been no I got no I don't really have a lot of like you know family friendly movies uh, that we've done so far but today we're talking about Holes uh, from two thousand three uh, just like I said one of the all time great like underrated classics. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, uh, you know, it's an early movie role for him. He is, uh, he was coming off even Stevens uh, at this time. Uh, movies also got a great, uh, great cast rounded out by Sigourney Weaver, John Voight, uh, Tim Blake Nelson, Patricia Arquette, Dulé Hill, uh, and then you, you also got the Detent Boys with Cleo Thomas as Zero, Jake M. Smith as Squid, uh, Brian Cotton as Armpit, Byron Cotton as Armpit, sorry, uh, Brennan Jefferson as X-Ray, Miguel Castro as Magnet, Max Cash as Zigzag. Noah Politic as Twitch and Zane Holtz as Barf Bag. Uh, 
where where do I begin? Even though I've already done this, I forgot where I started. I just love this movie. I love this book. Uh, when I was a kid, I wasn't a big book kid, uh, but I had to read the book for school. And I, you know what? Lo and behold, school is actually right about something. I really like this book. Uh, and the movie is a very loyal adaptation of the book, uh, partially because the guy who wrote the movie is the guy who wrote the book. Uh, Lewis Satcher uh, was tasked with writing the screenplay for this. Uh, and it's it's just a good old throwback like adventure story, uh, you know. It's got it, it's such a well written uh, story, you know. Everything from like how all the people involved are like you know intertwined in these weird ways uh, that you know in a story that lasts over you know over a hundred years really, um, and you know every, you know everything with the Yelnats's and uh, family curse and the Zeronis and uh, Kiss and Kate Barlow and you know, Camp Green Lake and Sam, the onions and the warden and just like, it's all related uh, in some ways. So it's very uh, well written in that, in that regard. Uh, and the, and the characters are fun too. Uh, you know, the detent boys, is a lot of fun to be had with those guys. The, uh, a lot of the like older experienced actors, they're actually, you know, having fun being in a kid's movie. Uh, it's, you know, it's obvious, uh, you know, guys like John Boyd, Tim Blake Nelson, Sigourney Weaver, you know, they're, and, Patric and Patricia Arquette, like, uh, you know, these are people with kids, and, you know, they just wanted to be in a movie uh, based on a book that their kids love. So, you know, it was one of those, like, I'm doing this one for me kind of things. And it, it pays off, like, the, movie, the movie's just cast perfectly all around. Uh, a, lot of, you know, a lot of guys in Detent, they're a lot of fun. So, uh, I think, you know, you'd be lying if, you know, you're a kid that, you know, grew up watching, like, reading this book, watching this movie that said that this didn't look like a little bit of fun. Uh, <laughs> a lot like of all the like my dad uh, was you know he liked to use uh, my brother and I for yard work when uh, we were kids we got a couple of pretty odd tasks assigned over the years uh, but the best task I ever got was he told me to dig like a 10 foot hole uh, at, we were putting like this new wind like a window in our basement because it like there needed to be a fire escape or something like that so I like he literally just like handed me a shovel one day and just goes 10 feet go <laughs> and I got to that, I don't know. That was that was one of the best days of my life, just digging that hole. <laughs> uh, but, but then you know, going to a camp where all you do is dig. Obviously, okay, look. Obviously, it sucks. Like, yeah, you're in the desert. There's yellow spotted lizards, uh, you know, bullshit. All this like other stuff. Uh, but it it looked pretty fun <laughs> uh, to a lot of people, myself included. Uh, I the movie's just so like it's just a fun ass movie, man. Like the soundtrack is incredible. Like I I always forget. Well, I don't know when the last time I watched this movie was, but I forgot how good the soundtrack was. Uh, uh, and obviously you have, <laughs> you have that you know cute little theme song uh, that the D10 uh, boys do when they like rap or whatever over the over the end credits. Um, and then, but you know, there's there's some Beck in there. No, it's just a the soundtrack. The soundtrack is a real banger. I'd, I'd look it up on Spotify or something. Uh, right after you're done looking up our uh, our podcast and subscribing to that, uh, you can look up the whole soundtrack. So give that a whirl. Um, where to start? Where to start? I mean, well, we've already started. Uh, among the you know performances that stand out in the movie to me, obviously Shia LaBeouf is you know great. I think he's a phenomenal actor. We've talked about. Uh, I feel like we haven't. I've like talked about him in rapid fire reviews a bunch. Like uh, I know recently I've watched uh, Peanut Butter Falcon and what was it? Um, Honey Boy. 
and I'm just I don't know like I was on a shy of the buff kick like I think he's a just a he's grown into just you know a wildly uh, talented actor over the years even from like well not grown into he always has been uh, but I've really enjoyed watching his career because like he's one of those guys that like I feel like I've grown up with like I watched him on Even Stevens uh, then you know when he starts making movies or more like adult movies uh, you know there's Disturbia and the Transformers movies which I didn't really like Transformers but uh, still fun to see him in that. Uh, he was in that, new, you know, shitty new Indiana Jones. And then he started, you know, kind of stepped back, uh, you know, from all these, like, shitty blockbuster movies. And he starts doing some art house stuff. He went through a phase <laughs> of, uh, you know, just, like, you know, life is art. Everything I do is, like, a, an art piece or something like that. Just one of those, like, bizarro phases. He had this ponytail uh, <laughs> or, like, one dreadlock, whatever you want to call it. Um, but then... You know, he, he, you know, he kind of moves past that. He's able to mature. He's done a bunch of great movies since, uh, yeah, like the ones I just mentioned. Uh, Fury uh, sticks out to me. Uh, th- that is just a fucking awesome movie, and he's really, really uh, good in that one. Uh, it's, it's been on AMC a lot lately, so look it up if, uh, if you get a chance. Uh, I know he's done, recently he's done American Honey, uh, Man Down, and Nymphomaniac. I <laughs> uh, can't say I saw Nymphomaniac, but... Uh, Lawless uh, in 2012. That is a good fucking movie. Uh, I believe it's on Netflix now. It's got Tom Hardy, Jason Clark, uh, Clark, <laughs> Jason Clark, uh, Jessica Chastain in it. Guy Pierce. Uh, look that one up. That's a, that's a really really good one, especially if you're a Shia LaBeouf fan. Uh, but also in the cast, um, you know, I mean, like I said before, everyone's cast really well. John Voight is Mr. Sir. It's you know, it's fun to see him like having some fun with a character. Uh, he's not really like a traditionally like fun actor, so it's cool to see him, you know, play one of these guys. Uh, I've Tim Blake Nelson. I love thing he does, everything he's in, uh, and as Doctor Pendanski here, I think he's just perfectly cast for that, and just that like southern, like dimwit, <laughs> but who, who's just like has this like perky like humor to him, but uh, he's also pretty, you know, like a pretty hateable guy. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, very intimidating as the warden, uh, you know, just. Uh, you know, she plays a dislikable character, and it's very easy to not like this character. Uh, thanks for her performance. Then you get, uh, you know, Dulé Hill and Patricia Arquette, the, you know, Sam and Kate Barlow, uh, you know, dynamic. Uh, I think they're, you know, it's, you know, fun to both see them in it. Uh, I didn't really know, like, I didn't know who Dulé Hill was at the time. I had seen Patricia Arquette before, but then uh, a few years back, I watched The West Wing in its entirety, and that's how I know, now I know Dulé Hill. Um... Rick Fox <laughs> plays Sweetfeet. How like how the hell does a guy who's six seven, like I don't think uh, he was cast very uh, properly. Rick Fox is six. He, all right, he's six six. Uh, obviously played in the NBA. Won a couple of titles with the Lakers. Uh, maybe with the Spurs too. Maybe I'm thinking of Robert Ory. But uh, <laughs> like the fastest guy in baseball is not six six. Like, the, the slowest guys in baseball are 6'6". Six, six. If, if you have a guy who can steal bases like that at 6'6", six six, he's got like he's got to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, like, you know, generational talent. Uh, I don't know why they cast Rick Fox as a, a fast guy, but he never stands up in the movie. Uh, so maybe you don't really get to see, like, how just exactly how big he is. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> you know, that's all I got to say. Henry Winkler's, um, as always, I mean, dude's a comedic legend. Uh, I think 
uh, among the detent boys, I like they're all they're all cast very well. You know, they all have their own little uh, gig. I think my favorite when I was a kid was Zigzag, uh, played by Ma- Max Cash. I think it's probably just has something to do with the fact that he's like the tall one, and like I was bigger than everyone growing up, and like he had the deep voice and like this crazy hair, and I was just like, that's me. Like eleven year old me was just like, that's like that's yeah, I'm in detent, <laughs> like that's who I'd be. Um, but no, I mean, like, none of them, like, stand out as a whole just because, like, they all, like, get their own chance to shine. Uh, if anyone does, well, obviously Zero does, but, you know, he's more, like, an integral part to the story. The rest of the uh, the guys are just, you know, they're, they're the detent uh, crew, you know. Uh, Brennan Jefferson is X-Ray. He, you know, he gets uh, probably the most chance to shine, uh, especially, you know, with him being, like, the kind of like the alpha uh, in the group. And... I, no, I think I think they all do a great job. The movie's very well cast, top to bottom, uh, and like I said before, the, the writing is absolutely incredible in this. Uh, it's just it's just a good ass good ass adventure story. Uh, I think adults and kids alike can you know love this movie. It's it's one of those like generational like it like it very well. Um, like there's nothing in the movie that's just like what the fuck like what the fuck is this. <laughs> um, but, but no, it's, like I said, like uh, like I, wa- I you know I watched it as a kid uh, for the first time, and I still really enjoyed it watching it this time. Uh, I think this is gonna like, and th- I think I'm going to enjoy this one for a long time just because the story is so good, uh, and it, the movie doesn't really date itself in any way. Um, it, it, like I, like I, I I vaguely remember my parents enjoying this movie as well. Uh, I think, you know, it's a movie that a lot of the people who grew up watching it, they're probably going to show it to their kids now with, like, Disney Plus and stuff like that. Uh, you know, maybe a lot of, like, little kids that didn't have access to this before will, you know, their parents will show it to them and you get another generation of people who love, who love holes. Uh, I, no, just, it's a good old-fashioned throwback fun uh, adventure movie. So, I mean, I don't really have uh, too much else to say about it. I just think it's... Uh, it, it's a it's a good ass time and uh, you know it, you know what like if you like if you ever like flip through, through the channels like just ignore the fact it's a movie it's just a good ass movie it's a fun story and you shouldn't be ashamed to like <laughs> to like this movie although who who would be ashamed to like holes it's one of those like you it, like it's a unanimously loved like movie so I feel like a lot of people who are uh, like I uh, on Twitter the other day I put something out there. Um, uh, on my personal Twitter, not through uh, the uh, the Quarantinema uh, page, which I rarely ever update, even though I tell you guys to follow it every episode. It's because you guys aren't following it. That's why I'm not posting. Uh, it's not th- it's not the other way around. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I put out like, okay, what's the bigger? The question was like, oh, all right, what's the bigger crisis uh, facing America right now? Is it COVID nineteen or yellow spotted lizards? And someone actually responded to me, I've seen Holes over 500 times. Uh, so that's fun. You know, like, it's one of those movies that, like, we all just, like, like you know, especially people in my generation, we all just grew up. Like, we all had to read the book in school. We all saw the movie when it came out because, you know, it came out while we were reading it in school. So it was just one of those, like, you know, perfect storm of uh, timing things. I remember, oh, boy, like, uh, like the scholastic, like, book fair that would come to school and stuff like that. Everyone had these things, like the book fair was just like set up for a week and like you got to go and buy books i don't know why it was so exciting but holes like the year it came out like everyone was just losing their mind for holes and everyone got a copy of that pretty sure it was back ordered so like you didn't actually get your copy of it for a couple of weeks but uh but hey fucking love this book fucking love this movie 
really, really glad I watched it. So on that note, let's get to some did you knows because it is one of those movies that has things that you should know that you didn't might not know. I don't know. I'm, I'm spitballing here. I just I, I was like holding off a burp while I was trying to do that. Okay, so. Uh, first, did you know the onions that Stanley and Zero eat towards the end of the movie are actually apples wrapped in an edible cover? Uh, well, I did not know that, uh, but now I do, so that's good to know. And uh, I don't, man, like I've never bitten into like a raw onion before. <laughs> uh, I, I'd imagine I would cry. I do. I'm an onion fan, though. Put it on lots of stuff. Wouldn't eat it by itself, though. Um, I briefly alluded to this one earlier. Second, did you know Sigourney Weaver wants to be in this film because Holes is her daughter's favorite book, uh, and that's like kind of like the beauty of you know this you know the story and the movie and, every, and the book and everything. Like it just brings people together. You know, you had you had top tier talent wanting to get involved in this project uh, just because they knew like adults knew like their kids would love it and kids wanted to be in it. So uh, it's just a perfect storm of just everyone want you know everyone wanted a piece of this. Uh, it's, you know, it's very rare that, well, okay, so obviously it's not rare for, like, best-selling books uh, to go off and be adapted into movies. It's actually very common, uh, and, and it always has been. Um, like, you know, it, it goes all the way back to, well, like, the early days of film, but, like, you know, uh, like, To Kill a Mockingbird, for example, same, like, same thing, you know, just... It's a, it's one of those like generational books that just immediately gets adapted into a movie, and the movie you know matches the hype, and then that becomes a legendary movie in its own right. And there's been you know hundreds of examples of this uh, over the years. Uh, like one, it's it, I don't know, it's tough to see. I have two examples that I'm thinking of right now. So like one example of when it doesn't work out. Uh, and it just doesn't live up to the hype. Like, the movie doesn't live up to the hype of the book. Uh, probably something like The Da Vinci Code. Uh, Ron Howard, Tom Hanks. Um, just, it was, like, it was the most popular book in the world. And when the, it made, like, a shit ton of movie when it came out. Uh, I think it was... You know, I might have actually talked about it in the last episode when I was talking about high-grossing R-rated movies. Uh, I don't even remember if it was rated R. Uh, I'll look that up real quick. Uh, but like that's an example of just you know a bestseller that's just like they wanted to they rushed the movie a little bit, um, and it just you know it, it doesn't really translate to uh, the screen as well as it should. Da Vinci Code is PG thirteen, so we can all go see it as long as we're of age. <laughs> um, uh, but another example of like a recent bestseller uh, like Gone Girl, like that one hit the shelves was great, everyone loved it immediately you know, got adapted into a, a you know, into a, uh, this, you know, major motion picture, got nominated for a couple Academy Awards, I, I think. Uh, but that one was uh, great too. Same, same thing as this one where, uh, the, the author ended up writing the screenplay. So, uh, it's, it's, I like when they do that. It's like this, uh, you know, it's obviously you get a much more loyal adaptation, uh, of the novel, but, uh, it's, there's just like something about like the voice that like, like whole, like holes, like the book and the movie are like one. Like you could read the book along with the movie and feel like you're not really missing anything, uh, just because like all the characters' appearances and the dialogue, it's it's all written down to a T. Of uh, just you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm glad I'm glad that uh, you know the same guy ended up writing uh, the movie. Um, okay, so. 
Third and final, did you know nine bearded dragon lizards were on call for the parts of the lizards in the film? A non-toxic children's finger paint was used on the lizards to make them appear bright in color. Computers helped create some of the lizard action and production created in fake lifelike lizards for some of the other scenes. Uh, I was terrified of yellow spotted lizards because of this movie. Uh, I don't know why I was because I lived in the woods in Massachusetts and they kind of seem like a desert animal, but that's just part of the fun of this movie. You know, you just, I don't even think they exist. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but nah, it's just, uh, yellow spotted lizards were absolutely terrifying. And, uh, and like, grow, like growing up that maybe that's like the one thing about this movie. I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> like that's what they were scared of was like, like those things. Uh, but I, obviously, you know, it's the poison and the venom and stuff like that. But, uh, I don't know. It was, uh, it was just one, just one of those things. I'm sorry. I already did this, this podcast. It's really hard to be enthusiastic about. So, uh, but like I said, uh, we're not doing any uh, rapid fire reviews today. I'll save some for next week. I promise I'll watch some movies this week. Uh, so that's on me. Hand up. Bad host. Uh, in the meantime, why don't you go follow us on social media? You can, uh, like us. Uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, we're at Quarantinema Pod. You can also subscribe to the channel. Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. Before I go, we're going to rate the movie on a scale of one to five hazmats, and I'm going to give it... I feel like I've... I don't remember if I've used the word perfect or not, but because it's not, at least compared to some of the other movies that I've given five to, but I'm going to give this one a solid four, like a, a hard four. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's so good. The story's great. Uh, the acting's great. Uh, it's, it's, you know, as time's gone on, it was a little cheesy. I remember, uh, I remember the detent guys like being in it a lot more, uh, as a kid, but like this time watching, I was like, they're only in like a couple of scenes and like, they're not as fun as I remember them being. Uh, but uh, I don't know. So that, that was like one of the disappointments in rewatching it for me, but uh, all that being said, still a very good movie. I love, you know, like I said, love the story, love the acting, love just every, love everything about it. Uh, just comparatively speaking to some of the other movies I've given higher ratings to, it's just not in there quite yet. Uh, but a four out of five for me uh, on holes. And uh, everyone, I hope you all have a nice and happy Labor Day. Hopefully, there's labor to be had. <laughs> I don't know. Labor Day is like one of those things. Like it was, it was designed to celebrate. Like, it was designed to celebrate working, but now it's become, like, you know, just the ultimate day off from working. But, uh, I don't know. Take it from a guy who's been celebrating Labor Day for the last four months. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for me. Uh, thank you, everybody. And uh, remember, don't be a hero. Stay inside and watch a movie.